BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Yo! What up, family? Welcome to the Chef Culture Podcast. This is officially episode number four. All right? If you're from New York, you understand why we get that four. All right? And I am here, your host, Chef Chad Cherry. We have an amazing episode in store for you. And, um, you know, we're going to do it a little differently today. As you know from the last couple of episodes, we have a format that we do in most podcasts that are good follow a format. And our format is normally the first one is called The Recipe. It's, it's almost like three interviews for three segments, but done differently. And normally we would have one guest for The Recipe. But tonight we are going to have two guests that have both been on the podcast before. So they are now officially reoccurring guests. So I'm going to introduce them by first name. If you want to know more, you have to go back and listen to other episodes, family. All right. So before I introduce them, let me just tell you about the game we're about to play. This podcast is all about food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle, not necessarily in that order. And it it goes a little something like this. When you are starting to put your dream out into the world, your baby, when you want to give birth, or even if you've given birth, you have to go on this journey of education, constant growth and learning. And if you are not, not only will you get left behind, but it's going to be a lot of heartache and sleepless nights, trust, right? So this podcast gives you a lot of those facts. And the recipe, because I'm a chef food related, is not a food recipe, but it is a recipe for success. So we talk about topics that entrepreneurs and small business owners can build on. Tonight, as I introduce our guests, and then I'm going to tell them, go. I didn't even give them no prep time, y'all. All right. So we have Miss Karen Cherry, my lovely wife, sitting to my right, ready to go. Okay. And we have Joanne Celestin, our other lovely guest, sitting to my left. All right, tonight, family, we are going to tackle a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Business is has a couple of like things that you know always people say, and and you hear often it takes money to make money, mm-hmm. right? But tonight, we are going to talk about things that don't cost money or cost very, very little. That's why I said Mike was so on topic earlier when we were talking off Mike, right? Because if you if you are pitching a business nowadays, they're always gonna ask you this question. What tech solutions can you can you bring to make your business run better? That's a, that's a question out of every pitch, right? So entrepreneurs, you gotta think about that, but I also want us to talk about what human capital and what other things can we bring to the table to cut down costs. And so since I put you on the spot, I will go first. Okay. 
The very first thing, family, all my future entrepreneurs, my business people, my young executives, the very first thing that you can do that costs you donuts, zero, is this. It's something we always said growing up in New York. If you're hip-hop heads, you will notice instantly. My word is my bond. Okay? If you say it, mean it, and do it, it costs you nothing. But what you gain is a social capital that you cannot quantify because guess what? People know when you get talking, you ain't just talking out the side of your face that you actually mean something. So my word is my bond is the first one. If you say it, mean it. And ladies, go. <laughs> I love that he didn't give us this like topic before we <laughs> before we started the podcast. It's right. just like, you know what? Y'all have been on before. I'm just going to go ahead and throw this at you. <laughs> well, thank you for that. Appreciate it. Uh, so since I cannot say your signature line in the beginning i will say yo 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 what's up chef culture <laughs> what's up chef culture podcast listeners this is karen um so i would say surround yourself with people who are smarter and more passionate than you i think that's like a big one because my circle pushes me the people that are in this room <laughs> push me push me to just be better um on a daily basis and even uh in days when i am like you know what this shit is for the birds i am not doing this anymore i am sick and tired of running this race i'm just gonna go somewhere and live on a beach and never wear shoes <laughs> never wear shoes and smell the salt air um being around other people who are constantly moving and shaking and living that entrepreneurial lifestyle, but also really thinking about other people too is, is, is like big for me. Love it. Love it. And go. All right. Well, I do love the fact that, you know, my first thought was relationships, which you mm. said your word is your bond. So I feel like that hit the relationship part, building relationships. I definitely agree with you, Karen, you know, your point of view with, surrounding yourself i had a memory that came up with facebook and my business partners in our first year in business together and how we were hitting those top lists of sales you know and it just like brought me back like man i'm reminded how important it is like to actually surround yourself with hustlers yeah. who have that, mm -hmm. that yeah that energy you know that has that hunger yeah. Yeah. and how important that you will go further with people like that around you than mm -hmm. you would alone mm -hmm. right because we still can make it but we we go further yeah. together yeah. if we all have the same goals you know big facts big facts i mean yeah. we know the energy is transferable right so whatever you feel understand that right your environment is stronger than your willpower any day <laughs> of the week so if the people that you surround yourself with if it's a horrible environment Guess what, family? Yeah. You moving like they move. Yo, that is how, <laughs> that is actually how I became a cook and like <laughs> got into this, like got into this chef game and was able to like, am able to teach now is mm -hmm. because um, Chad pushed me. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> hated how much he pushed me like back in the day. He would literally be like, no, 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 you got it go do that go do that demo i gotta go do something else you got it you got it and i would be like i i don't got it i can't i can't do this and he's like no you got it and oh, then i'd get it. up and do it and it just expanded my like knowledge and my ability so i hated it and it was uncomfortable 
but I'm so much better for it. On those two things. Mm-hmm. Well, I got my part though. Huh? I'm gonna say my third. Oh yeah, say single third. You gotta bring it, bring it, bring it. Verifying how one. Yes, bring it. Because y'all just. That's how you know but we like minded. You gotta be quick around here. <laughs> yeah, I see that. But I, I will say, after the fact of being in business for a while, you realize that you really gotta come with a serving heart. Mm. True. And that's where mm-hmm. that depth comes in. Yeah. In solidifying relationships mm-hmm. and keeping mm-hmm. those good, hungry people around you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You have got to come with a serving heart to keep your customers, mm-hmm. to keep your relationship with people. You can't always get to the bottom line, the money, the numbers only, because there are times that you're going to come to serve a yeah. client um, and they may not be happy with something or something goes wrong. And you've got to make the decision. How can I salvage the situation? And are am I willing to lose a little bit yeah. just for the benefit of them? For the relationship, mm. yeah, of them. Okay, That's good. Well, you because you're doing it for the client. You're Absolutely. not doing it for yourself. Like yeah. I know we're in business for ourselves, yes. but you got you, you can't take that to the extreme of not like you said, not putting your client first, Absolutely. not putting your audience first, mm. not putting your constituents first. Yeah, right? and it hinders it hinders growth if you're not able to put other people first, right? If you're, if you are so stagnant and, and, and sort of stuck in how you think and how you do things and you're not able to sort of take in what other people are saying, you're not thinking outside of yourself, then that, that's what hinders your growth. Well, we call that a growth mindset too, Mm -hmm. right? It's the ability to take in and assimilate new information and new ideas and to also like put yourself outside of yourself. When I was in sales, I was the only black person in the building, right? Fortune 500 company. They did not expect that I would do anything. Matter of fact, if you knew how many conversations my manager had with me, like, yo fam, we need you to do more. We need you more. What I really remember that that threw me off was I hit my quota, which was 40,000. You had to sell $40,000 a month. So I hit my 40 grand quota. I was number one in my branch and he pulls me into the office and is like, yo dude, you can do better. And I'm looking at him like, yo, fam, like, you know what I'm saying? First three months here, I killed it. And what he said to you, I'll never forget. He said, you killed it for somebody else, but you didn't kill it for you. And that was his way of serving me. And I couldn't figure out how to turn the switch. So a couple more months, yeah, I was hitting my quota, but I couldn't figure out how to turn the switch. But eventually what I figured out from talking to a pastor that I actually sold some stuff to, he was talking about how he builds with his congregation and, mm. and everything else. And I realized that what I was not doing in sales was I was so worried about picking up the sale that I wasn't really going in fully saying committed to being doing what is absolutely best for the person I was selling it to. Mm. So I was selling them sometimes stuff that was more than what they needed because it was a bigger sale. Right. And that was because I had to hit a quota. Once I was like, you know what? I'm going to give you what fits you best, even if that's something on discount, even if it's less, even if whatever. I didn't just do 40 grand. I did 100 grand that month mm. and kept doing that. You know what I'm saying? So what you're saying is is is, is, is factual, and it took me a minute, but that has always stayed with me to serve people. And, I mean, as a chef, you know, that's a part of our thing. But, y'all, if y'all are listening, I really can't stress that enough. Um we have multiple choices in, in who we do business with, who we're around, how we move, right? Mm-hmm. 
I don't know about y'all. I want to be in business with people that have the same mindset I have, that have yeah. that servant mindset. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I think we we joke um, <laughs> that we want to pick the people that were uh, in the yacht with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, I need the. You know what I mean? Like, I, I need the, I need the crew uh, on the yacht. But I mean, there's so many other. Um, I think there, are, there are so many other things that we live by that are really valuable to us as entrepreneurs. And I think one of them is this like continuous growth, mm -hmm. this like constant learning. Um, Chad is like voracious. He will read five books at a time while he's like listening to three podcasts and he's like you know on the yeah it's it's just it's just his thing right so we'll we learn in different ways i won't have like multiple books i'll have like one book and i might be listening to like a podcast or whatever but my learning is more from um a spiritual place i meditate i pray a lot I spend time with God a lot because I know I need that to be a centered human being and a whole person. And it just enhances my entrepreneurial life, right? It, it puts me in a space where I can um, be more of a conduit than be a person that um, accepts the negative that comes to me, right? Like I can let it pass through. It's not easy. Yeah. But because I, you know, meditate a lot and spend a lot of time with God, I it's I'm able to do that. And so growth to me, I see growth everywhere, even when mm -hmm. I fall or fail or whatever. I'm like, oh, God, I see you like that's that's my growth right there. When I have pain or, you know, struggle, something unexpected happens. I'm like, OK, God, I know that you're in this because I've seen over and over and over again this like level up. Right. Um, of my life. That's a big growth area, man. And yeah. I don't know. I, what you said resonated so deeply because of one thing. And it's something that we, well, I think it's relatively new. When I say new, like a couple, five, 10 years, you, saw, you started seeing this happening about 10 years ago. But the ability for people to show up as their whole authentic self. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. That that was not a thing. Mm -hmm. Like we all grew up. I know I grew up with the whole code switching thing. <laughs> yeah. and I walked into the building like Chad Cherry. I'm like, hi, how are you? How are you doing? What's going on? <laughs> yes, sure. Absolutely. You weren't walking around going. Yeah. Yeah. I, you didn't want me to say None I, of that. None of that. You weren't walking around doing office. that. You're like, yo, that's dope. That's difficult now. It is people to actually be authentic and be themselves. Yeah. Of, you know, that whole yeah. segment. But I agree, like, mm -hmm. um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, once people really start to interact with you, they'll know if you're a bot, mm -hmm. if you're a real Facts. person, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but it kind of like reminded me, you know, I met you, Chef, as, uh, you know, as a client. Yep. And my family, you know, does this really lavish you know, summer trip. And, and I do remember I had a lot of different chefs that I could have, you know, picked mm -hmm. and, and decide to come do this private dinner for us. And I will tell you, even after we made the menu and we agreed with it and everything, I was, he over exceeded my expectation. Like you over exceeded. Thank I'm you, looking man. at my like, <laughs> you know I'm looking at my little nephews and nieces were like, 
five years old eating lobster and steak. And I'm like, what is going on in here? <laughs> like, who ordered lobster and steak for them? And he's like, it's in the house, you know? But again, that's you going beyond. And that's a start of a relationship. You know, obviously, you and Karen, you guys are just very motivating as a couple. So that kept me, you know, along with you guys and just very interested to learn you know, what else we can all partner with. And um, so that's that energy, you know, mm, that we yeah. have going on. But yes, you're so right. Like I, in your speech, you know, you always, my dad used to always say, you know, you got to bring the spirituality to it, to mm. everything. And he said, if you can't do that, you're not going to connect with people, mm. you know? And um, I remember one time I was, you know, I'm not married anymore, but I was having a wedding and it was all theatrical. And my dad goes, Everything sounds great, but where's the spirituality? Mm -hmm. It's not going to wow people. You know, yeah. it's just where is that deep? And as you talk about yeah. that meditation and having yeah. that ability to connect, that mm. helps you to serve better. That yeah. helps. I know that's for me too, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I know it, it's, it's, it's funny that we're having this conversation. I think all of us are like in our heads replaying particular moments where these exact things made the difference yeah. mm -hmm. you know like those those particular things like you said you started as a client but like you were super cool and then to come to find out she's like i was like where yeah she's like i'm in orlando i'm in orlando too <laughs> I, you know and it's, it's just that relationship and before we had that conversation we had been in orlando i had not one client in orlando and joanne says hey i'm gonna put you on chef i'm in, I'm, I'm gonna introduce you to people what does she do? She literally puts me on. She introduces me. She's like, okay, you got to get with Nelly. Nelly knows everybody, right? So I get with Nelly. Nelly invites me out to the, the mixer. I go out to the mixer. I meet Mike, right? We're sitting in Studio Max with Michael C. Pitt right now because of a mixer going out and me and Mike, yeah. right? And then other people. And it all started with the relationship that we formed over That's dinner cool. where y'all were having a great time. But if you knew how Chef's Life, man, you always come into them joints stressing. You'd be like, uh, it's got to be perfect. It's got to be this. It's got to be that. And it's, such, and it's like literally, I mean, 50 moving components. She had, you had a diesel dinner, yo. Like she had a diesel. Because it, it, it's it's four courses, but there were like two appetizers, two salads, the entrees, steak and lobster. Yes, kids, steak and lobster. We had one allergy, so we had to get creative. Then we had desserts. She's like, my kids eat steak and lobster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the kids was in there going ham. They wasn't playing. But it's important. Awesome. And it again comes from be having a serving heart. Yeah. You know, I felt like you served us well and I wanted to serve you well. I appreciate yeah. it. So I said when I get back in town, I'm gonna introduce you to some people. Which so, is that full circle of what you opened this conversation with about, you know, doing what you say and your word is bond yeah. and you know, right. being a person of your word. So And I, I will leave you with this, right? Being a person of your word shows people so many things about your character. And that is currency. It's mm -hmm. like respecting someone's time. It's other things, right? These are all forms of currency that are non-monetary that are actually so damn important in the business world. Because if you don't know this, this world is small. Mm -hmm. And you will come in contact with someone again, or they will know someone who you need to know. And it's just always better to just know that you always move a certain way. And lastly, and this is this is business one on one too. 
there's going to become a point where you get haters. Somebody mm. hating on you. They're going to literally ish on your name, right? But if you've always moved a certain way, people that know you're going to hear it and be like, nah, nah man, that's, that's not, not funny. <laughs> they don't sound, I, I know them, and they don't move like that. Yeah. And that's that's that will literally save your reputation in time. So any last thoughts, ladies, as we wrap up this section of the recipe? Because I think this was a dope recipe. But any last thoughts as we wrap this up? Yeah, absolutely. Just don't lose yourself in the business part of it. You know, the more technical number part of it. Don't lose who you are. Because really, people at the end of the day want to do business with people they like. And if you're yourself, they're mm-hmm. going to like you. So that part. honestly, and same way you want to be yourself so you make sure you like the person you're making yeah 100 percent. 100 um and my tip would be get outside take your shoes off stick your feet in the in the earth you know what i mean sit in front of a tree go to the beach sit by a pool as an entrepreneur like i think it's important for us to really think through um the things that we can do for ourselves to just be kind to our bodies I like that. Yeah. You get into a whole other topic. I am getting you know, into y'all a whole. Be, y'all be like, it's because topics, it's because man. we want you to bring us back. We want you to be like, oh, they are amazing guests, and we really need to. I I need to bring them back so that they can be like, yo, yo, yo. Well, that's great because you know who has that vote? The audience. People at home. <laughs> I need y'all, okay, to write me. Tell me if you want them back. If you like the way their voice is sounding, you want them back on real talk. <laughs> send a message, fam. We need a whole ready to start around this. We need some messages. That's Literally just spell out hoodoo. <laughs> and we'll know that you want us no, back. We'll know what you want us back. So I want to thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of The Recipe. Up next, we're going to do the interview, and I hope you have your ears on. Matter of fact, just go get your pen and paper, right? There will be a quiz at the end of this. There will not be a quiz. <laughs> Nah, I'm joking. But it's going to be dope. We'll be right back with you in a second. Yes, family. So we are back at it. This is the interview of the Chef Culture Podcast. Now, there are always gems, man. Listen, a smart man knows that he can go out and learn it on his own. But a wise man knows that he can learn from others. I ain't create that. I heard that from Charlotte. So I'm giving credit where credit is due. But the point is that in this section, you should learn something from somebody else. If not, you can just enjoy the story, man. Today's guest, we have a young brother named Joshua Walker, who is a tech guy. Yep. Well, it's yep. a lot more than that. And I'm going to let him go in. But you know, I'm a chef. So the, the, where we're going to start with. Yeah. And then I'm going to ask you another question. But the name of your thing like on ig it's venti fried chicken yep, yep. so i'm black 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 so i was like fried chicken well, this guy must be cool and, uh, how, did, how, how did he get like how did we get there oh yeah I'm, and thanks for having me on chef um Hello, yeah the like i was explaining uh to karen that like uh you know before the segment is basically a juxtaposition on like who we are as like modern black people so uh, but I want to give you like the overall story. So um, I was starting to write the book. The book is kind of what kicked all of this whole brand off. And I was I was writing the book, but I didn't have a title yet. And I was at my grandma's house uh, up north. And, you know, if you're a black person, your grandma's house is like basically your life's charging station. So I was just there to like just kind of zone out, just hang out with them. But 
um, you know, Southern black, they're from, um, from like uh, the Carolinas. So they had like some leftover fried chicken, but then I'm also super bougie. So I get Starbucks like every morning. So there was a situation being hung over after hanging with, you know, your cousins and uncles where I had like some fried chicken, but then I had like a venti coffee there. And then maybe it was the itis, maybe it was the hangover, but I was just like looking at it and being like, wow, this is my existence. Like I'm on the bleeding edge of technology. I'm in the biggest rooms there are for what I do for my field, but I'm also authentically black, which is the venti fried chicken, you know, the fried chicken part. So I love that, dude. That's a great way to tell. Listen, every time someone asks you about your name, I need you to tell that story. Yeah. Right? Like that exact one. Because that's dope. So then, now now that we have that out the way, let's rewind a little bit, brother. Um, your name is Joshua Walker. We have that. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? Like, Give us just a little bit of background of help the guests familiar. For sure. Um, originally, I'm from up north. My Most of my family is in Connecticut, but... I've been in uh, in Hartford, yeah, Hartford and uh, Bloomfield. Oh, awesome! Yeah. we probably passed each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I grew up there um, for the first part of my life. But then my mom moved um, here when I was in like the fourth grade. Um, went to Freedom High School. Um, so yeah, I I grew up on Oak Ridge, like over um, near like International Drive. Like uh, so, yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm from. So. I've always had also like um, kind of that that mixed view of being like grew up in the south, but then also was always up north as well. So that's kind of part of my identity as well. Yeah. Facts, facts, bro. And um, okay, so with that, I mean, were you always interested in tech? Is this something that just hit in college, or like how do you how do you find yourself into tech? No, that's a good question. Um, I think I always contribute to my my mom like for like the earliest. So like. One thing I was always into was like Legos. And when I talk to people, I, to me, that's like, like code is basically Legos just like or in like a, in a modern sense, in my opinion, because it's you're taking all these little pieces to make something whatever you're trying to build. Hold that thought for two seconds. OK, family, that was a bar. And if anybody uses that, you got to credit my man, Josh. <laughs> Y'all trying to teach these kids STEM code is like Legos. Word. Let's go. All right, family, bring that back. Let's Sorry. Yeah. So from there, um, just like I went to the military at 17. So I just knew I needed to grow up. I was just like doing some knucklehead stuff. And I was like, I need to get out of mom's house. You know, I need to grow up basically. So from there, you know, I did like one tour in Iraq. Um, I was a parachutist uh, army. army okay. Yeah. And I was in logistics, but I was a parachutist as well. So I always tell people like when I'm having a bad day that I'm like, well, I had a worse job before. Like, <laughs> I, I, like I don't got to jump out of plane today, so it's not it's not that bad. <laughs> but yeah, after I got out, um, I actually got into audio engineering. That was like my my trait uh, initially. But then um, once I was in like uh, in Atlanta, we moved there for a job. Some bad contract disputes couldn't kind of get my footing. We basically like lost everything and came back to Orlando. When you say we. Did you have a yeah, I had a family. I had a family. Okay, so, so you and the family moved out there for a job. Yeah, stuff kind of, of fell apart. But right, it was it was kind of a right blessing. Now. So um, I was like, what else could I be inclined to do? And I so happened to be doing digital marketing at the time. And I um, went and worked for a startup. And then from there, you know, if you're at a startup, you got to wear like seven different hats or you're not yeah, valuable at all. Yeah. Uh, so I started dabbling with the website and stuff. And um, through uh, NLC that, you know, me and Karen have that, that connection of oh, with that. Way, NLC too. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, I'll see. Black 
Shout out to NLC. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but um, I met Orat Davis. I don't know if you ever met him, but he used to be the um, like the director of Orlando Tech, and I met him, you know, at one of the NLC events. And I was like, hey, I was thinking about getting into tech, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, I'll go to this meetup. And the rest is kind of history. Like, so I never did a computer science degree. Um, I basically just, you know, I had a job too, you know, with a family. I couldn't just like you could, you drop everything. Like, yeah. So, but, um, but yeah, I, I like hustled really hard for like, a, like, I think it was four months initially. And I was able to get like my first like dev job and kind of the rest has been history from there. Okay. So lexicon. Yeah. Dev. Oh, sorry, like development. So um, I was in front end development, which is like just building the stuff that people see. So is this almost like UX? Like, uh... yes, it has a UX component where um, we're mapping out what it could look like and how users will use it. But then I would be the person that hard coded. That actually you made it happen. Yeah. So for yeah. my non-technical people, uh, let me bring you into this. Disney and places like that pioneer terms like UX. This is, means user experience. So that refers to how you physically interact with something. And nowadays, your physical interaction is not something that's in the real world, it's something that's in the digital world. Hence, metaverse. If you know what that is with meta, a whole different conversation, we'll come back to that later. Point is that when you come to a website, when you come to even an app on your phone, how you use it, right? Apple, what was the term Apple coined when they were talking about ease of use or something? I know what you're talking you know about. Talking yeah, about, yeah, right? yeah. Because yeah. it was before before the iPhone that wasn't a thing. No, yeah. And friction, frictionless, yeah. frictionless, right? You want the easiest way to, to go in, and it's, it's the reason why Robin Hood is in trouble right now. We're going to go back to that. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. Um, but this man that's sitting here with us, it, it, you, in that role, you were making sure that these websites operated the way people Correct. wanted them to. Frictionless, great experience, you know, easy for people to navigate, right? So ideally, you helped your company really gain market access and market share. Definitely, yeah. Okay. Is, that, is that what you currently do still? Or No, um, I work in uh, cloud computing now, um, which best way to think of it is the new like wave of um, information technology or IT. Um, essentially how it was before in traditional IT, say, you know, you have, you know, multiple businesses, things you do, you used to have to like buy all of the, you know, the, the hardware and infrastructure, mm -hmm. maybe it's in like a closet somewhere and like, yeah, but yeah, yeah exactly. And like, um, <laughs> you would have to have like forecasts, like years in advance and two things would usually happen. Either you would run out of space, which is bad because it's halting your business or even Is that when your website crashes and stuff. Or yeah, exactly. Like I always joked, like like entrepreneurs were going Oprah and like their website would crash, and it was like, well, that sales you're never gonna get again. Like it's cool to say it, but you just lost like maybe you know millions of dollars potentially. But um, so the cloud th that takes all that stuff away, where you're borrowing the latest and greatest from Amazon, Microsoft, Google, and basically those those servers still exist, but you're just consuming them. Um, on an on-demand basis, so I have to ask because I'm not I'm technical, but I, I okay. I know the cloud. I got so there's still physical servers, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what are we using? Satellites or how how does my information get from my phone to the cloud? Because right now the cloud got all my Google stuff. We just found out the other day that we could run out of storage on Gmail. We didn't know that was possible. Um, 
<laughs> no, that's correct. It's all over the it's all over the internet. And then how they do, they have um, their remote sites all over the world. So there's a bunch in the U.S., but then there's a bunch in in every continent. They have these sites. Yeah. Unique sighting now. Are you a gamer, dude? I'm actually not, which okay, is kind you? of yeah. What about in the sci-fi? Yeah, definitely in the okay, sci-fi. So yeah. there's this book. These set of books called Viridian Gate Online, right? Uh, and what happens is there's this catastrophic meteor that's coming towards the planet and it's going to kill all life on the planet. But this game, this ultra immersive MMORPG, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Massive multiplayer online role playing game. Y'all will like this. Anyway, <laughs> these people find a way to download their consciousness into this game because they built these server farms that were actually like a couple miles underground and that would run off of the energy from the from the core of the planet. So even once the, the asteroid hits, the asteroid wasn't going to... Point is, is that something that could happen? Potentially, yeah. Because the only people that could come into those, like, server rooms is, like... Uh, like basically, it's like a guarded. It's like Area Fifty One, but you know, in these little sites over the over the planet. So. I, I bring that up, and I know it feels like I went off topic. If you're not a techie, right, or a sci-fi <laughs> guy, but I bring that up because the metaverse is happening yeah. now. Yeah, meta is a real thing, right? And if you watch Ready Player One, what I'm talking about is not too far off. And this is a business and lifestyle podcast, so. The metaverse is the perfect combination of business and lifestyle because, yo, I can go online right now and buy me some digital nights. That, that's only that pair. And I'm going to be flying the metaverse. That's my lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. And then in five years, I can sell them for a profit. And that's my business. Yeah. Is that something like, are you doing anything with that? Is that something you're, I mean, because you're in the cloud. like. Yeah, because uh, from the reason I've started getting into like blockchain, which is the, you know, the technology that powers everything is that's what's going to kill the cloud eventually. It's going to be a while, but that's that's what's next. So I'm getting ahead of the curve now. Um, one of the things right now, you probably uh, heard all the buzz about the NFT stuff. Yes. Um, so working with uh, one of my good friends on a, on a collection right now. But yeah, this space right now is something everyone should pay attention to for give, sure. Give us some game, fam. Give me some game. You, you just mentioned blockchain and NFTs. Yeah. Give me some game, Josh. So uh, best way to describe the blockchain, I was just talking about cloud, how it's on someone's server but that's still a centralized thing like you're borrowing for amazon whereas blockchain is it belongs basically to the community it's a piece of your information a bunch of servers and it's basically like no one has the full picture and so it it stops you know a lot of corruption and a lot of things where we have like something funneling through one entity and that's where like you get control and all that stuff Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> but yeah, for the NFT stuff, I, I know it sounds weird. Like when I talk to a bunch of people, they're like, yeah, well, I could just screenshot the same thing they got, blah, blah, blah. But if you think about it, like. What is, okay, tell me about, can continue that thought. Yeah, yeah. But can you add in why you can't just screenshot an image, make it digital and call it an NFT? Well, it's because it's, it's based on, it's, it's basically the best analogy I've given is like, uh, if you had a Mona Lisa, like there's only one of those that exists, you could screenshot it, but you still, you just have a copy of it. You don't own the actual Mona Lisa. You can paint the Mona Lisa, but it's not the Mona Lisa. So then what you're saying to me is that even though it's digital and we know that digital is basically code, one and zeros, as mm -hmm. Neo has told us many times in the Matrix, um, this is still a real thing. Yeah. 
We we decide what real is, and that's the whole point. That's my <laughs> goal, bro. My goal. You're killing me, Okay, so we gotta wrap this up, and I'm gonna have to bring you back because we gotta talk more tech. I love tech. Last question: How do people do business with you, right? Or yeah. how do you do business with them? One of the two, whatever works. Like, because yeah, because you, you're self-employed, you run your own business right now, right? Venti Actually, I do both. I, I work corporately, and I have uh, Venti Fried Chicken. So these are. And then I'm also the founder of Black Orlando Tech, which is a, a nonprofit. And well, you should have led with that. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Have a whole other conversation. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. Okay. So, so. <laughs> how, how do people do business with you? Bro? Uh, probably easiest way is to go to ventifriedchicken.com. I have like my my form there. Easy way to like I make everything. I'm super accessible. What so. Are you doing for them at Venti? What does what are Venti? Oh, Venti Fried Chicken started as a book, but now it's it's a active community um if you if you're destroying your attention span with me on like tiktok right now we have like a huge you know a huge following there which is called the cloud gang and it's just uh basically an active community of people that are trying to get bridge into tech so like i'm the person that's basically giving them all the game for them to cut over so, so. you're saying that like you if i don't have a degree in computer science but i want to get into tech Venti Fried Chicken on TikTok and other places is who I should be following. Yes. And I should be engaging with you and your community. Yes. I love it. Gatekeepers love hate it. me because I'm I'm just giving away all the free game. I have had so much fun with you. I, I want to thank you for coming on. I need you on camera saying that you will come back. Oh, yeah. We can talk about uh, Black Orlando Tech. Yes. Okay. Definitely. I got to write the first time. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so so listen um any last thoughts further before we let the people go well if you're if you're interested in getting into tech i think the advice i always give practically is just just start now i i've seen so, too many people just contemplate it just make a move and you won't regret it for sure love, love it man listen that is joshua walker Venti fried chicken, Starbucks, you already know how to spell venti, it popularized. Um, and if you don't know how to spell fried chicken, I can't help um, Anyway, this young brother is so dope and so dynamic as you can hear. We will have him back. But we play this. There are gems in there that we went through pretty fast. It is awesome. I will see you in a few minutes for our next segment, which is going to be Elevated Paints. And today we're featuring some Asian turkey lettuce wraps. And of course, we have a couple people here that get to try that. So hang in with us and uh yo, we'll be right back, family. I gotta let Josh get up out of here. I think he got, still has work to do. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, brother. Yo. Yes, yes, fam. Um, I always tell my people. Some of the best chefs are not found in restaurants, although that does not discount there's some amazing restaurant chefs out there. But um, this segment is called Elevated Eats, and it is all about the food. All my foodies stand up. If you were into food descriptions, talking about it, hear about it, feel about it, that's what it is, especially since you can't smell it or see it here. But if you do go to the social media, you'll at least be able to see the dish. And you'll be able to see the reaction. Mr. Mike with the first bite reaction. Yo, that first take is crazy. Um, tonight, we did a dish called Asian Turkey Lettuce Wraps. It's, it's been around for a while. It's actually a ripoff of, uh, well, not a ripoff, because I definitely think I do it better. But it originated 
with Chains, P.F. Chains. And yo, Chains, shout out to y'all. Y'all was dope, you know what I'm saying? Um, this was good. I just think I made it better, and as a lot of chefs do. And so we did Asian turkey lettuce wraps instead of Asian chicken lettuce wraps. And um, if we ever have more time, we can do Trinity lettuce wraps where instead of just turkey. Yeah, you gotta switch out the ingredients. So you have turkey, you have a seafood, and then you have a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. All right, with the vegetarian, we use like a tofu or one of the seitan, something to do with, yeah, yeah, Trinity, Trinity lettuce wraps. And then you do different sauces for each one. We use the hoisin today, which like I said, is like that sweet soy garlic kind of teriyaki-ish flavor, but it's hoisin, hoi, H-O-I-S-I-N, is a sauce you need to have in your cabinet, hoisin, okay? Um, yeah, so we have hoisin on the turkey. On the chicken, I would do um, I would do almost something similar to your cilantro chili butter, but just slightly different flavors that we had last week. And on the um, the, uh, the 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 vegetarian one, I would actually go with um, I wouldn't do anything that's sweet. It would have a little bit of heat to it, so not a hot sauce. Um, and that's weird because whenever people think of something spicy they think of just like hot sauce and then there there's so many different variations of spicy and savory that can be done that aren't quite hot sauces and it just great flicks but sorry so i digress tonight we just tried the asian version with the poison mm-hmm. right um and uh and mike can they hear you or no yeah they can, they can good, good okay so we have uh joanna and mike with just, what are your thoughts man what did y'all think about the dish tonight well I'm speechless because I was eating it up while everybody was talking about it. So I was in the corner. <laughs> I couldn't get a word in because I just had to finish them. They were so good. Um, I thought it was absolutely delicious. Um, one of the things that really attracted me to it the most was how colorful it was. It was just so beautiful. And um, the more I was eating it, I was like, all of this vegetable is in here? Like, I I wasn't expecting that, you know? Carrots, snap peas, broccoli, onions, peppers, mushrooms, yeah. Yes. Corn, the baby corn. You know, you got to have a baby corn in there. Yes. There was corn in it? Yeah, baby corn was in there. Yeah. So much. much. I'm looking at it, but I'm just like, oh, I didn't realize because there was so much happening. Realize it was baby corn and cheese. This is good. Yes. I'll, I'll save mine in a second. I'll yeah. I, and also, um, so I like the fact that, you know, it's so colorful. So looking at it, you know, we all are trying to get our veggies in. And it's just one of those foods that that meal did not make me feel guilty, but it tastes so good, you know? So it's kind of like, and, and the more I was eating it, I was, you know, even the wraps, like with the lettuce mm-hmm. and able to, you know, pick yes, that up. Butter lettuce, the big it, it was amazing. And, um, you know, although, you know, it's a lot of components in there, I did find it to be pretty easy to make a, a little taco thing out of the wraps, yeah. you know? So I I definitely enjoyed it. I loved it. Um, very interested to learn how to make that for my kids, you know, because I think it's a it's a great way to sneak in the veggies for the children. Yeah, wife for sure. Says she said all the time. She's like, yo, that's how we that's how we do it, man. Yes. You gotta hide it. I mean, look, kids kids eat their veggies too. You just gotta make them taste like something and don't put them on front street all the time. Absolutely, yeah. You know? So definitely a great low carb, mm-hmm. very tasty. 
um, and obviously quick meal um, that we can make. Um, People would be surprised. Like it, it's, we can do this in, in 20 minutes, y'all. Wow. Less than really. I mean, and I'm talking about do the couscous and all that. I'm talking about, yeah. Mm. Well, couscous, so interesting fact, right? Couscous is, um, when we would take people and we want to like get them, especially diabetics, we want to get them to stop eating as much rice, we would always start with couscous because it's a step down, mm -hmm. right? It's still mm -hmm. lower carbs. It's still a carb, mm -hmm. right? but it's a lot lower than the white rice, mm -hmm. right? And then, you you know, from there, you can go down to like quinoa, brown rice, or mm -hmm. other stuff. But couscous is a great step down, and it's quick. Mm -hmm. All you have to do, and, and if y'all, this is a trick I'm telling you because a lot of people are scared to cook couscous. You just, just like you would do rice, you get water, uh, you go halfway up your pot, your little stock pot. Right. You season your water, add a little bit of either like olive oil or butter or something, bring it to a boil. Once it's boiling, pour the couscous in, stir it, put a lid on it, cut it off. Cut your stove off. Mm. In five minutes, the couscous is done and perfect. Wow. It's simple and quick. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So you don't allow it to boil and all that? Nope. No. nope. Just pour it in. Pour start, in the hot cut water. It off. Okay. And it, I mean, you'd be surprised. You'd be like, yo. Why did I spend all this time cooking all these other sides before, man? I have couscous. <laughs> I'm going to have couscous to bully. I'm going to do couscous every day. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Especially yeah. if you got a family. I was like, yo, look, I work at work. I'm not coming home and working again in the kitchen. It just ain't happening. Mm -hmm. It's quick like that. Quick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This was a dish that was a demo dish, um, especially when we had to introduce ourselves to different communities because you can customize the flavor. So, what, what's great is the veggies in there aren't static. Mm. If you're doing this to be quick at home, you can always pick up like a stir fry bag, right? Get a good stir fry bag. Yeah, well, like them, what's a good one? Because that's my question. Mine's a, a I question. find a lot of them come out soggy and, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean. so what's your technique? Tell us, chef. Um, I got a spot. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Got well, I mean, no, what no, do no, we no, do? No, we do, mean, do we cook it like, frozen? Do we leave yeah, it thaw yeah, out? So a lot like, of times it is also how you cook it frozen. So the good thing about frozen vegetables is that they're flash frozen. Mm -hmm. So they tend to have actually more nutrients than some of the fresh veggies mm -hmm. because when you go to a store like that fresh broccoli, you see, that's like three or four week old broccoli, mm -hmm. right? Sure. Flash frozen was frozen instantly you no know, and where the way the food processing works right now it's basically frozen that right after they pick it you mm. process it right mm. so those are so i say that because nutrients are really good so when you get them the first thing you do really hot skillet add a little bit of oil drop your veggies in really hot skillet right um season them and you cook them out uncovered right because that because since it's frozen it's going to release water veggies release a lot of water anyway mm -hmm. but if you cover them Mm -hmm. Right, people would think you're steaming them, but you're really gonna make them soggy. So let some of that water evaporate, leave it uncovered, right? And then don't cook them all the way, mm -hmm. just like a normal veg, right? right? So, so really cook and stir often. Uh, reheat them, bring them back to temp, you know. But then take them off the heat, pour any excess salt water off, and then you can work with them, and you'll still have crispy, almost firmer vegetables for frozen. And we all know that. You know, mm -hmm. some frozen stuff be soggy, soggy. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. I kind of figured that out, kind of. Oh, I didn't. Something's not right. I was, backwards, I was using like way less water. I wasn't thinking Don't about the fact that it's frozen. Yeah. Uh, it already that makes water. a 
like you just blew my mind like yeah. that's that you understand that's like simple tips for you but like for us that's like mm -hmm. huge though See, I, I like that. His, so it's like, right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're flat, you know, it's going from a flash frozen to flash cooking, right? With the fruit. Okay. And with no the water. veggies. All right. I usually tell you my experience. Please, with the, the heavenly dish that you've created here. <laughs> First of all, I always love, I'm, I love food. I'm a food. Period. No, I really? I, I know you didn't know what, <laughs> what? I'm trying to get you know out right of here. I'm trying to be full and open with you right now. Let you know <laughs> I love food, right? <laughs> but when I tasted this, this is incredible. Like they just told me it was corny. I didn't even know it was corny. <laughs> like, there's so many vegetables in here, so much going on, but it doesn't feel aggressive. It doesn't feel like there's a lot of vegetables about anything that I'm eating. The sauce and the seasoning is really, really, really good. But what was crazy is we were having a conversation. Yeah. Chad, he was talking to me about it. And he was like, yeah, it is. the spice doesn't really, the spice is just kind of there. It's not really heavy. I was like, oh, honestly, while you say you're telling me about it, I just realized it was spicy. Yeah. <laughs> like, because there's so much flavor going mm -hmm. on. And then with the couscous, um, not even couscous before, but couscous. Uh, but it actually, it, it takes away some of the heftiness of the actual food, mm -hmm. of the, the meat itself, the tacos itself. So it lightens it up. Mm -hmm. Again, same thing you talked about last time, but it kind of clears your palate out. Yep. Yeah. your palate to continue to eat. That's true. So like I was like, I was like, it's kind of like a like the relationship. Like it looks like it's really, it looks like it's really simple, um, like a dish, mm -hmm. but. When you get inside, you see everything that's going on. It's really complicated. It's, <laughs> it, it, there was yeah, a right? lot of flavors so in there. Like, yeah. Yeah, real simple people. You dated someone, they seem like they're really, really simple. You get to know them. Like, all right, there's a lot going on. Here. <laughs> yeah, you know what else, too? This is another one I thought about it, where you got to eat it the way we said. So you eat it like a wrap. The lettuce is a component. You know, yeah. the times I've had people that are like, I don't eat lettuce. And I'm like, no, this is big lettuce. It's a little different. It's crisper. The, the taste is nice. Mm -hmm. And it's a component. Mm -hmm. Everything in that dish was meant to do something specific. But to your point about the couscous, it's just meant to refresh your palate. Like uh, a lot of the Asian sauces are, are heavy. And that's where you talk about flavor. They real pop of flavor. Mm -hmm. You think about soy sauce, yeah. real pop of flavor, right? Teriyaki, real pop of flavor. So with something like this, and this is just for if you're a foodie at home and you're, you're cooking, always think like this, right? Don't do too much. Let your star be your star and your side, your accompaniment should be there to literally help. Right. It shouldn't mm -hmm. it shouldn't be a star in and of itself. And that sometimes is a lot of a lot of people that are cooking new. So that's why with this dish, like I said, it looks simple and it, it, it is technically, but it really comes together in, a, in complicated ways, especially with flavor. You know? Yes. I don't know if that makes sense, but it makes sense. It makes sense to me because I tasted it. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, all that, yeah. yeah. Yes. All of yeah. that. It's Everything. very filling, that's for sure, too. Right. It doesn't that's look like it. it. But, uh, like, I feel, I feel satisfied. Right. You like, know? You don't feel like you, you have to eat. No food. bloating, like, no, like, overly heavy. Um, And I think that that's, that's because... Point, right? Of you that know, balance, you know, this is how chefs do. Get you a chef, lady. My wife was smart. <laughs> yeah, no, that, but that, I definitely think that was 
it, it's just the perfect meal for me. Like that was so light, but filling at the same time. So, and then you, and you know, yeah, like, you know, you're getting all your fibers in, you're definitely getting a lot of the nutrients in. And I, you know, and for me who likes to work out and everything, I feel like I've, I'm getting a, a good balance of carbs with veggies and protein as well. She just helped me realize what I want to make for y'all next. Mm. uh, Now, now, granted, the reason why I cook two weeks in a row is because my food gets stunted on me two weeks in a row. But (laughs) next week, they coming. I believe it. Um, (laughs) If not, we do uh, veggie fritters. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know know you have a Caribbean background. I know you don't. You ever had a fritter? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Normally there's nothing in it, right? Mm-hmm. But this is something that I mean, where we've been everywhere. We've been country, country. We've been hick. Uh, uh, we've been all over the place, down in Miami, and this is something that always hits. Simple veggie fritters. I'm gonna have to introduce that to y'all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do some flavors with it. That sounds. Babe, so what, do you, what do you think on the veggie fritters? Cause you just over there nodding your head. She just. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Don't worry, I'm driving home. You're good. <laughs> she likes all good. Honey. So, and, and I say that because I know it doesn't sound exciting, right? Mm-hmm. But every, almost every uh, place throughout the diaspora where there's black people, they make a version of a fritter or a fried dumpling or something, mm-hmm. right? So this is that, but we're gonna put veggies in it because I love to hide veggies and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna trick y'all out. I'm gonna add some. <laughs> I did a salmon and corn one. Um, mm. Yeah, it's a play on a salmon croquette, right? Because my family's from North Carolina. So, yeah. And then sense. we did a, um, oh, this fritter was crazy. Yo, corned beef and callaloo in a fritter. Mm. Okay. You, have, you you know, you have, you, you're not yeah, having a corned beef, are you? I'm not a fan of it, but I've had callaloo. Yeah, I've had callaloo before. Okay. I, I eat, man. I'll try like anything once. I've had <laughs> anything once. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's like, oh. Well, that's, that's good. Because all I've been seeing is him eating up in here. Every, every weekend, every yeah. week. He's just eating yeah. in here. Now, if people stop by the Chef Culture Podcast, you are going to be fed. Yes. It has Chef in it. Right? Yeah, and eventually, maybe we'll do some kind of live show later on down the line where people can actually taste some of the dishes that we're making. But the goal is just to introduce us to something new. Like, there's a world of flavors out there. And if you're a foodie, it's one of the best parts about becoming a foodie. I think why it hits and resonates with so many people is it's a rabbit hole. Yeah, Food is like the ultimate rabbit hole because you can go anywhere in the world and find totally new, like, your mind, like... Wait, what, Who thought of that? Yeah. Who did that? They could be someone cooking <laughs> outdoors and do some crazy. I mean, they just got a fire and some sticks, and you like, my gosh. Or it could be someone with just a grandma in their kitchen, just right, nicing it up. I have a question for you, chef. So, as a mom, every time I see food, I think to myself, how can I duplicate this? How can I make this? One of the questions I have about this particular meal is, I'm thinking to myself, what would be your tip? As far as when you're food prepping, right? Like a lot of people now, we're kind of making our meals ahead of time and we're putting them in yeah. dishes and putting them in containers, right? Yeah. So um, something like this, how well would that work for food prep? And 
what would the recommendations be as far as with the lettuce and all that stuff? This would be awesome for food prep because it's easy and it bounces back easy, right? Like I said, couscous five minutes. The meat, you cook your meat separately, cook your veggies separately. If you're food prepping them, even underdo your veggies a little bit, a little bit more, right? So really don't cook them fully, fully done, right? Um, and just store things so you can store the meat and the veggies together. And you sort of couscous separately. The lettuce, you don't just you break out on the day you want to use it. Okay. Just separate it. But that's it. You sauce it the day you're going to use it. Add your sauce. Heat it. Reheat it. Right. Mm -hmm. And reheat your couscous, and you're done. Like this would be a great food prep meal. It's not hard, and you can do it on the weekend. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Starting training. I mean. Yeah. I got a bunch of things to put you on since you started training. We gonna. Oh yeah, go to some stuff. Yeah, yeah, not sexy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ain't the only one, man. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I just I want to thank y'all for for being willing guinea pigs. Yeah. <laughs> right, um, a lot of dishes we try, I have tried before, but it's always nice when people get to try it. And um, for my listeners out there, I want to thank y'all for just tuning into this section. This is one of the shortest segments, but it is the one that's probably super near and dear to my heart because I'm a chef. So what we're going to ask y'all to start doing is now that we're further into episodes, if there's something you want to see, send it in, right? If there's a question or comments, ask the question. If you need a recipe, there's something you really love, maybe you want us to do it again, do that, right? Send us your comments, send us your feedback, send us your thoughts. Um, this has been another episode of the Chef Culture Podcast. We're so happy to be here with you every week. Download, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Matter of fact, do more than that. Send this to a friend to listen right now. Okay? And let's get it in, man. And I'll see y'all back next week. I'm your host, Chef Chad Cherry. This has been another amazing one. And guess what? We out. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.